Hi, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we're talking about episode number five. Five. Polk defeats Truman. It's a really sad episode, and here's the reason. Harlan's back. Harlan is back. No! For less astute listeners who might not have known what that was, that was a Darth Vader rage no scream. <laughs> not even my best Darth Vader rage no scream. Believe me, I've been called on to perform it at parties. I am not. That was he a is lie. not. That was a complete lie. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the episode description, and then we'll talk about why Harlan is back and it's the worst. Oh, God. Uh, Will cuts all of his smaller clients loose so he can spend more time on his biggest client, Harlan Polk. Boo. Boo. Grace helps Karen when Stan puts her on a budget. Also boo. Also boo. Okay, first and foremost, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. No one knew that Harlan wasn't Harlan's last name, I don't think. I guess I just kind of assumed it was, but I guess it was kind of weird that he was always referring to him by his last name. I just assumed that Harlan was such a bizarre name that there was no way it could be a first name. Spoiler alert, it is. It is, because his last name is Polk, apparently. Yeah, I don't think we knew that. If we did know that, we forgot it, because that's a stupid name, Harlan Polk. That's a dumb name. Him and the Mrs. Mrs. Harlan Polk. Yeah, I was confused about a comment that he makes later about having a missus because I was pretty sure he was in the midst of a divorce in season one. I mean, it's been like six months since the last time we saw Harlan. He could have gotten remarried by now. I suppose he did just buy a cable company. I hear that makes a man much more attractive. That's true. So the the episode kicks off because Harlan doesn't just pop into our lives, which is already tragic enough. Yes. But he's bought a cable company, and which we'll... is a thing you could do back before they were all conglomerates because they'd already been bought by Harlan Polk. Yes. Sorry, I was going to hiccup. <clears throat> Say yes again. <clears throat> yes. So then Will uh, apparently helps to situate that sale. Right, which makes him a bunch of money, but not really, because so, he gets fired. <laughs> so Will comes in and performs a dance to, I believe, Everybody Dance Now. Is that what's happening? Everybody Dance Now. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and so he comes in. I had to sing it, to be sure. And does the, like, the gayest little dance ever, and then... Starts showing Grace's new not Folex watch mm-hmm. and his not cashmere with a K jacket, which by the way, who would buy a cashmere jacket? That's dumb. That's dumb. That was dumb of you, Will. And so apparently he's flush with cash because of this deal oh. and is flaunting it like an asshole. But it just, you would tell it's going to be bad because every other episode where Will's been rich or Will has been doing businessy things. And he thinks. Always ends in tragedy. He just. Well, it's basically like a rule of Will and Grace is whenever Will gets overly cocky about something job-wise, it is a mistake. Or just in general, but yes, especially job-wise. Yes. Because there's like the bowling episode where he gets really cocky. Yes, so ge- in general, cocky Will equals a sad Will. Yeah. Because things are going to go badly for him. And they do, which Grace warns him that they might, but he doesn't listen. Well, because the thing is, like, the plot of that episode that we just described is that he cuts all the smaller clients loose. So, like, people who stuck by him, like, from the beginning. Like, when he was a wee baby lawyer who didn't have any experience. Grace's aunt, honey. Again, I don't really know why Will isn't working for a big law firm, but whatever. It's fine. We can all make our own bad life decisions. I think the idea is that he is working for a a law firm, but he hasn't, like, made partner yet. So he's got to keep bringing in... I guess I thought it was his firm, but I guess that wouldn't make sense. It's possible. He's got his own receptionist. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter, because in the end, Will screwed. He fucked himself over immensely. Well, it is is well done, because, uh, you know, Will being a jerk. This is the big Will is a jerk episode. Oh, my God. He calls Jack in to find out how to fire people. Because Jack has been fired more than anyone else. Right. And so he wants 
Jack's advice. And Jack's like, yes, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. And then he lists off a <laughs> Jack few, is also British now, apparently. He, he lists off a few places, and it's like, like that burger place, the cafe, my nana. Oh. It's like, oh, you're so sad that even your grandmother has fired you. Oh, wah, sad wah. Jack and his nana. So he gives Will the advice that the best way to, to break to break a business relationship is to take them to lunch at their favorite place. Mm-hmm. And then whilst in public, which is, by the way, great great advice for breakups. Always do mm-hmm. breakups in public because then they can't hit you. Yes. Well, that's not necessarily true, but it's statistically more likely. They will be less likely to hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Will makes a lot of phone calls, inviting people to lunch. Firing them. Firing them. And then in the middle of his like intense celebration over how much money that Harlan and him are going to make. Harlan invites him to lunch at his favorite place. He gives him a call and he's like, say, what's your favorite place to get lunch? And Will's like, no! He does the Darth Vader, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> it's just sad. But also it's very well deserved. Yes. And so like, on the one hand, while the things are not related, it is kind of a nice comeuppance to see Will get exactly the treatment that he was using on other people mm-hmm. and like it's like the golden rule got right. pissed and kicked him in the ass and yeah I mean it's not just karma but like there's a reason that karma comes up in sitcoms a lot because it's the perfect reversal for a sitcom it really is a character does a bunch of things and then other characters like bro don't do that and then the exact same thing happens to that character and we all learn a valuable lesson mm-hmm. and then we play the end credits yes and, it's and this was very much that kind of episode oh my gosh so essentially while Will is bloating and buying things and being a jerk, like, Grace is like, hey, dude, don't do that. And his response is sort of to, like, make fun of her at her job. Yeah, he is really aggro and unkind in this episode, mm-hmm. and I was not pleased with it. Like, I think I've mentioned in previous episodes that I'm having a lot of trouble with Will's relationship with Grace lately because it just seems like inherently he devalues a lot of her decisions, mm-hmm. particularly professional decisions, mm-hmm. and it seems inherently because she's a woman. Yeah, this is kind of a callback to one of the earlier Harlan episodes where, again, it's another episode where it's really business-heavy for Will, and Will mm-hmm. is talking about, like, this is hard to do business, I have to be mean. And it's the one where, no, is Harlan even in that episode? It's not the one with Harlan. I think you're thinking of the one where... With her landlord. Yes, where she's buying her office space. I think Harlan really is not in that episode, or is in that episode, but only for a second. I think that episode comes right on the heels of the episode where she redecorates Harlan's place. And so they're yes. kind of intrinsically They're kind tied. of blending together. Because he's a dick to her then, too. Yes. But the one that I actually am thinking about doesn't have Harlan. And it's the one where he's making fun of her for being stupid and a bad businesswoman. Yeah, and so basically... To get her a deal on her apartment. Right, so like he's... Her studio space at work. So he's getting her a good deal, and his way of getting her a good deal is to tell her landlord that she's so stupid and such a bad business person that there's no way he can charge her as much as he's charging her, and it's very offensive to Grace. And so we have a callback to that where essentially Will tells her, he's like, well, my job is difficult. My job is my job that. Mm -hmm. Your job could be done by a gay man in his sleep. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... And it kind of just goes unreferenced because it it kind of is just the sort of thing that it seems like that comes up in fights for them all the time. Right. And it's almost like just impressive because you see Grace essentially just completely Hillary Clinton about it and just like let it roll off her back and it's just like... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then we have this beautiful moment of her being like, okay, but when this all comes flying back in your face, I'm going to be sitting here doing the I Told You So song. It's a really good song. And there's a dance. And there's a dance. <laughs> oh. It's, just, it's sad. It's sad. And so we know this is coming the whole episode because there is, it's a sitcom, and we know as soon as someone starts getting gloaty, and as soon as someone calls them out on their gloatiness, it's going to smack them in the face. Well, and we know it's coming all episode from the beginning when it happens, but like as soon as Grace tells him that, 
I'm pretty sure the next beat is actually Harlan calling him. I'm because then Grace is back in the apartment again, like a yes. second later. Yes, so they have this fight. He tells her she sucks at business. Right. And then Harlan calls him, fires him. She comes back, and there's this whole recurring bit throughout where Grace can't tell a joke. And so <laughs> yes. she's like, comes back, and she's like, yeah, I finally have a good comeback. It's like, she like says like this lame, flat joke where she's trying to like riff on the thing where you told her the mm-hmm. gay men in their sleep couldn't right. could do her job. And so she's like, they couldn't because... And he's like, I see you still haven't kicked that joke thing, right? <laughs> and like, meanwhile, in the time between that, Jack has showed up and he is like convalescing on the couch because he is so distraught over Will getting fired. Yeah. And so Will doesn't tell Grace. Right. And Which is a big deal. And so she storms off. She's still mad. She's like, fuck you and your mom. Mm-hmm. Fuck your whole family. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on yeah. your cow. This is a really interesting episode in a totally different way because. It really relies on Jack to be Will's confidant more mm-hmm. than we've seen in a, in a while, at least. Yeah, and I mean, there is, there's some good, like, fun play with Jack as mm-hmm. well, where when, as soon as Will thinks he's rich, Jack's like, ooh, two sugar daddies, yay! Right, it's it kind of like, as soon as Will is rich, he ditches Karen right. for Will. Yeah, so we see a lot more Jack hanging out with Will because he thinks Will's gonna make him mm-hmm. some dollars. And he's probably right. He's Will probably is right. generous enough that he'd be like, here, Jack, have an apartment. Yes, oh my gosh. And so, like, he has, he's saying things like, I think the first thing I want you to buy me is colored contacts because I need new eyes for fall. <laughs> Which reminds me of this co-worker that I had when I worked in Madison he always wore colored contacts and I just remember that's so crazy to me no but I just remember it was very funny he was like in the midst of ordering a new pair a new like box of contacts and ran out and so he had like one like blue contact and then one and he naturally brown eyes so he had to walk around with two different colored eyes for a week and it was kind of funny why didn't he just not wear the other eye I think he was it was I don't know, because he couldn't have seen... Like, well, I they were prescription, right? They were prescription. What so, dummy. Yeah, so like, he needed them to see and w- didn't want to wear his glasses, so instead he walked around with like pretend heterochromia or whatever. So if you are listening right now, Jack, you fictional character, you, mm-hmm. you've really dodged a bullet here. You could be walking around with different colored eyes. Yes. Like a dummy. Like a dummy. Uh, yeah, It's the only thing I found weird about this episode is... The thing where it kind of deviated from the normal sitcom bit is once Will finds out that he's been fired, it kind of feels like we're about to launch into a, okay, Will's going to go over the top, mm-hmm. and he's going to find Harlan, and he's going to get his job back. Yeah, he doesn't. Or die trying. There are no shenanigans. There are no shenanigans. It's very Will's surprising. just sad. And yeah. then, like, he's doing this, like, charade, like, girl on a train <laughs> in theaters now. <laughs> um, where he's just, like, pretending... For Grace, that he still has this big job with Harlan. Right, like, and so we have another scene that we'll talk about in a little bit where Grace bumps into Harlan. Right. And Harlan's like, oh, how how's Will taking it? And so Grace doesn't know. So she's like, oh, he's glowing, he's this, he's that, and I'm just kind of letting him feel bad about it. And, and Harlan's like, you know, where I'm from, the great state of Texas, you would be what we would call a bitch. And so, <laughs> right, because he has no idea that she doesn't know that right, Will's Right, because he's like, fired. I fired Will. And she's like, oh my God, I had no idea. Right. And so, like, she rushes over and, like, makes sure Will is okay, because she's a good friend. Right. But Will is still in the midst of his girl in the train charade. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah, Harlan's really got me working real hard. Just riding me, riding me hard. I'm so busy. So oh, my busy. God, I'm exhausted. And she's like, Will, I know. And he's just like, okay, I'm ready for the I told you so dance. <laughs> and then she just gives him a hug. Yeah. Because they're good friends. Good friendship. But it's sad that Will now has no money. Yes. 
because he fired all of his other clients, and it's not like he can call them back and be like, hey, I've unfired you, please pay me money again, because... Yeah. Now, of course, I'm sure in future episodes there'll be no indication of Will's money problems, but... What? You're making a face at me. This is perhaps something that continues. Oh. I don't want to say spoilers, but... Interesting. Perhaps more things. Are you saying that we're having a second development in this season that is going to have ramifications for the remainder of the season's plot? Or a part of it? I can't say that. would be a spoiler. Oh, goodness. So, get excited for non-spoilery things. <laughs> um, well, since yeah. we can't talk about that, let's talk about Karen. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... So this episode kind of is very money heavy. Okay. So the whole thing kind of starts where Grace comes into the office and she's bitching and she's pissed and she's like, I went to the ATM to get money out to get us coffee, Karen, and it told me that I didn't, I didn't have any funds. So then I tried again and then the ATM ate my card, which by the way, is that a thing ATMs still do? No, I think, well, I mean, I don't know how to tell you this. This is not a contemporary airing sitcom. What? Speaking of, so then as it turns out, the reason that Grace has no money is because that box of Karen's paychecks, her physical You remember that paychecks, from, like, the second episode? Yeah, it's, like, episode one or two where Karen's like, yeah, I love my paychecks. Keep them right here in this little box on my desk. The box is empty. box is empty. Karen cashed all of the checks, many of which probably would have bounced if this was reality, but... But it's not, so... Or expired, because I'm pretty sure most paychecks do have, like, a 90-day, you must cash me or I don't count anymore. Mm. Maybe that wasn't a thing back in the early 2000s. Maybe not. But probably it was. Okay, this is still 99, though. Oh, you're right. It is still 99. Anyhoozle. So, Karen has cashed all of Grace's checks, which has catapulted Grace into crippling debt <laughs> because Stan has put Karen on a budget. Which is not very nice to him, but mm-hmm. it's mean of Karen to cash all of Grace's checks. At least without clearing it with Grace first to make sure mm-hmm. she could accommodate it. Right. Especially because they have this whole conversation where Grace is like, we had an agreement. You don't do any work, so you don't cash the checks I write you. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, fair. It probably helps Grace a lot on her taxes. Although you'd think that the IRS would just be breathing down her neck about like, so you're writing all these checks, but we never see the money withdrawn from your account. Honey, I don't know how to break this to you, but this is not a real show. <gasps> is it reality? Oh, no. It's a television show, but it's I've been duped. You've been duped. Duped. So, anyways, essentially, Stan has put Karen on on a budget, right? Which they don't disclose numbers, which is, I think, actually a very smart move on their part. Because mostly they just, they just like write it down, and then like some like Grace's eyes just get like really big, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're right. This would be very cruel for the kingdom of Spain." Right? Like she's like, "Yeah, Spain could not survive on this." Spain, the country. Which is weirdly topical because Spain is probably surviving on a very tight budget cut due to not having a government. Spain still doesn't have a government, you guys. If you don't know about this, please look it up. It is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) There is no one running the show over there. Poor Spain. Poor Spain. We have a friend who studied abroad in Spain. Hi, Ryan. I know you don't listen to this, but if you ever did, you'll see that I said hello. Sorry the levels are bad. And anyways, every once in a while, he'll uh, when we go out drinking, will remind us that Spain still does not have a government. Like, he will just be like, Spain is the shit show. <laughs> so Karen has more of a monthly budget than Spain does, probably ever. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a pretty smart choice, I think, on the show for her to not to reveal that number because count- counting in, like, inflation and the fact that we're watching this almost 20 years later, right. it actually kind of helps not to be like, oh, that is actually a very small amount of money, right. Karen. But we don't know. Right. So we just assume that it's gigantic. Right. And we just move on with our lives. And it probably really is gigantic. I'm sure it is. But I like that touch because it does kind of help the longevity of the show. Uh-huh. So we can watch it now and not hear her say, 
oh my God, Karen, you have to live on $10,000 a week. That's ridiculous. Right. Like, and not be like, well, actually, if you consider inflation and the Brexit, <laughs> blah, 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 $10,000, I mean, I don't know. Goddamn Brexit. Goddamn Brexit. It's a funny plot twist because it forces Karen to behave like Grace for a minute, <laughs> basically. Like, you end up at, uh, what do they call it? It's not like a swap meet. It's like an outlet mall, basically. It's an outlet mall. And it's like, basically like a late 90s TJ Maxx. Yes. So, essentially, they strike a deal where... Grace says, okay, Karen, give me back that money so I can figure out my financial situation. We'll get you on a real pay schedule. Right. I'm assuming that's implied. It wasn't actually said. No. So it wasn't said, but I'm just assuming that Grace is not going to just keep employing Karen for nothing. I would imagine that she absolutely is, though. She's just let me have this. Well, but she's eventually, spoiler alert, she's off the budget by the end of the episode. Yes. So, so I think she goes back to not cashing the checks. Probably. So essentially, she agrees that if Karen gives her the money back so they can figure that out, she will help Karen learn how to live on this budget. Right. And so her first big foray after she is basically consolidating Karen's credit cards and then Karen like gets up and leaves and goes to like immense. Oh, right. And she holds the uh, her new clothes hostage. Yes. Which so is funny. essentially Grace holds Karen's new like Hermes like sweater set. I think Hermes makes sweaters. It does in the show, okay? That's I what think it was she something said. else. No, she definitely said Hermes. Um, I don't know. Not important. What is important <laughs> is she holds the fancy new designer clothes hostage unless Karen promises to try out her budget. And so part of this budget is going to an outlet mall out in the boonies. Ugh. And it's terrifying and something's literally covered in blood and I wouldn't mm-hmm. even shop there. Right. It's not like a TJ Maxx in that it's not amazing. TJ Maxx is terrible. It's always amazing. Okay, that's the Goodwill theme song. I believe the fifth. Okay, I don't want to sound like our high school social studies teacher, but you do not plead the fifth, you take it. No! I will plead whatever I damn well want. You don't plead something you already have! You just go, yep, I'm going to have that. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'm going to take you to that outlet mall, which was gross. Was also, gross. Harlan had just bought it. So. Yes, so that's how Grace runs into Harlan, because Harlan is there... Shopping. And for Grace, his, she's, he's shopping for his wife. Yes, and so Grace is like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, Karen's so rich and she doesn't know how to budget shop, but I'm glad that you do. And he's like, oh, no. I bought them all for my wife. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. That's not a good real estate investment. Some people's problems. If you yeah. live in Texas, you shouldn't be buying a mall in New York. Well, he moved to New York. Remember, that's why Grace was decorating his apartment? Um, and he has children? You're right. But he said the thing about being in the great state of Texas. Where he's You know what? From. This is the last time we're ever going to see Harlan. Who cares where he lives? Oh, fucking Harlan. Maybe he jumped into the Hudson. I hope so. That's Goodbye. not very nice. We shouldn't hope that some fictional character jumped into the Hudson. Because Harlan had to die. Na, 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 na. Goodbye, Harlan. Sorry. I just felt like this was an appropriate time for the Dixie Chicks. I'm sorry if I was wrong. I mean, it's never not an appropriate time for the Dixie Chicks. You're right. Like, it's always an appropriate time for the Dixie Chicks. Oh, my. <laughs> sorry, this is another edition of Tess Goes to Grad School where she's really tired from recording this episode. Um, oh. oh. Okay. But that's where the plot basically ends because after five minutes of being in this mall, uh, calls- Karen, right, Karen just calls Stan and tells him that she's in the mall. And Stan sends the helicopter and ends the budget right. immediately. Because, let's be real, Stan doesn't want her dressed in knockoff designer wear either. Okay. So let's discuss the piece of knockoff designer wear that Karen w- had picked out by- for her by Grace. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. It is like a silken button-down. And it's $28. 
Well, the thing I was getting from that particular store is it didn't really feel like it was actually like designer goods at designer prices. It kind of felt like like a legitimate version of counterfeit merchandise. I just mean $28 for an ugly shirt in 1999 is a lot of money. Well, it's true. It's a lot of money for an ugly shirt now, too. Yeah, like, that's not a good deal. Grace, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Grace, stop it. Oh, my God. Okay, also there's a beautiful moment where Grace tries to make fun of Karen's like, honey, what's this? What is that? Why are you doing this? And then literally Karen's like, honey, who is that? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And it's just amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great It gets a good laugh, too. So it, while people are laughing, like, Deborah Messings kind of gets to be like, mm. and bat her eyelashes a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a great moment. It is. Speaking of great moments, are you guys ready? For our weekly segment, How the Fuck is Grace Adler Still Employed? Okay. That's not someone cheering. That's just Tess, like, respirating. Shut up. That was, that was Tess cheering as a crowd. Oh. So, essentially, I want to know how Grace is still employed because this week, despite the fact that she has no money because Karen has cashed all of her paychecks for God only knows how long, they close the office and do no work <laughs> so she can take care to an outlet mall. I think, again, I'm just going to fall back on my normal Grace apologist excuse. I don't think Grace really has that many clients, but I think they all pay her a lot of money. So when she has the money back on her account, because Karen has given it back to her, I think she's fine for like the next day and a half. I just mean, like, god damn it, woman. And then she's also balancing Karen's budget in the office at one point, too. It's just like, none of this is work! I guess I can understand Will's point that a gay man who in his sleep could do this because you're not doing anything. On the other hand, her taking the time to balance that budget means that she gets thousands of dollars that day back from Karen. Fair. It's probably more money than she makes on average in a day. Truth. Nonetheless, she must make enough money that she can afford the rent on her apartment and the mortgage on her studio space. That is true. But that is down, so that's good. That's true. So. Because of Will's cutthroat business decisions. Because Will is the worst. <laughs> like, I would not hire him as a lawyer. He just seems like a real dickwad. I'm sure he's very professional. As I, if I want a lawyer who will help me sue Entenmann's because I gained six pounds eating their low-fat coffee cake, <laughs> I want that in a lawyer. I want to be like Grace Stant Honey and be able to look at him and be like, I pick this lawyer. This is a good lawyer. Well, I think at the end of the episode, Will has redecided to be that good lawyer. Yes. For better or for worse. Because he has to rebuild his entire client base from scratch. Wah, wah, wah. Which I don't want to give anything away, but that might be a thing. Okay. Like, it might matter. I'm excited. I like this idea of the show sticking to things and not just throwing them away. It's stuck with Will and Grace living apart. Mm-hmm. It's sticking with this, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stuck with uh, Jack living with Karen and Rosario. Yeah, I'm kind of liking this lack of sitcom reset that we're getting in mm-hmm. season two. I find that it's working a lot because it also makes you want to tune in for more because you know there's going to be more of this stuff. Well, and it does a good job of making changes that don't actually change the status quo of the show that much, mm-hmm. but maybe make it a little bit more, certainly not realistic, but dynamic. Yes. Like, Will and Grace are still in each other's lives. Now they just don't live together. Mm-hmm. Jack and Karen are still always around each other and in that orbit. Now they're just physically in the same house. Right. Um, and with this development, you know, we never really see Will at work anyways. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that his behavior won't change drastically, except there'll be a new plot point for him to deal with. Getting these new clients. Not having money. Mm-hmm. Being broke. Being sad. Yes. Sad Will is bad. I don't like sad Will. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week with more Will and Grace. Uh, Until then, Tess, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us? All right. You can find us on many social media platforms, including Twitter at NotACoupleShow, 
Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Our show notes are on Medium, and we put out all of our stuff on Mixcloud. Woo! Yeah! All right. Uh, thanks for coming listening to us, everyone. I promise there won't be any more Harlan ever again. <sighs> thanks for listening. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hi, Liza. This episode was sponsored by Dark, the devoted alliance removing terrible harlot. Destroy. <laughs>